Blog Talk Radio. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, we have them from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Coach Lee, how's it to be back at your alma mater after all these years away in your coaching career, man? He brings you all back full circle once more. Well, it's great. We've seen a lot of people that I haven't seen in a long time. Now, I came back uh, off and on to visit. Uh, I still have family in South Dakota. My uh, mom lives here, my brother, sister, aunt's uncle's cousin. So to come back and, and see everybody is great. And then, uh, Got to see a lot of people that I haven't seen in a long time. And I, I came back off and on to visit Coach Boots because he and I are friends, and he was the head coach before Coach Smith. And uh, But it, this place has changed so much. It's beautiful. Uh, they've really done a great job of building up their facilities. We have high major facilities. I've been all over the country, and I've we've got an unbelievable arena with two practice courts and 
big time weight room and film room and lounge for our players. They really did it upright. But it is great to be back uh, and see a lot of the people I haven't seen in a long time. Now, Coach, did you ever think about in your wildest dream this opportunity to open up for you? I know you was a Grand Canyon. They transitioned into becoming a D1 school. You was a Kentucky Wizard as well. So did you ever think in your wildest dream this opportunity to open up for you where you would get this job there, get a chance to lead your alma mater, a place you played, and just with so many people, like you said, who you know, who you know you've seen in years, just to come back and see how they've built up this whole the whole program, the facility. So did you just think, like, wow, this is a dream, a dream come true for me? Well, I I hadn't really thought about it. And then when uh, Craig Smith took the Utah State job, um, I know – I got a lot of calls from people back here about the opportunity. And then uh, I did, uh, I've got a con in contact with Dave Williams, who's deputy AD in charge of basketball. And he and I actually worked together at Kentucky Wesleyan for a couple of years. So he, he knows me as a coach and person, and we've known each other for a long time. So that was the, that was the uh, connection there. We, you know, I've never really been a, person that chases jobs or looks for jobs i was perfectly happy at grand canyon dan marley's the head coach and he and i are very good friends and we're very successful there he's a great coach and i i wasn't even thinking about it and then a call came in and i looked into it and saw what they've done here at south dakota with the facilities and with the commitment to winning and uh the program has done a, a great path uh and so when it came when it came uh, time to talk to South Dakota and the, and the administration, after I met with them, I really was blown away by their commitment to uh, the, the basketball program and putting in the resources and obviously the facilities are, are big time. So uh, it is uh, something I hadn't really thought about, but once I met with them and talked to them, it was something I couldn't pass up. Now, Coach, uh, I want to ask you this question because you just coached both levels. Uh, what's the big difference between coaching in Division Two versus coaching in Division One? Are there different rules for recruiting, roster size, budget? So you could just share with listeners how the difference between coaching D2 versus coaching in D1. Well, Division Two, you have 10 scholarships. Sometimes they break it up in different ways, but if you're fully funded, you have 10 scholarships. Division One, you have 13 uh, Division One, you can't break up scholarships, meaning you, if you give somebody a dollar, you're giving them a full scholarship at Division One. So you either have 13 full scholarships and then you, your other players are walk-ons. Division Two, you can break it up. Um, there's different rules academically for who's eligible and who's not eligible. There are players that are eligible at the Division Two level that are not eligible at the Division One level. And so You've got to know both of those rules. Um, now, because of that, we I've coached at uh, won a national championship at Cal State Bakersfield uh, with Pat Douglas, uh, and we had a pro on our team, Kibu Stewart, who was drafted uh, right around 30th pick in the NBA draft. Um, and I've had great players wherever I've coached at Division II, uh, Cal State Bakersfield, and then Kentucky Wesleyan. Because of those academic restrictions at times uh, in the transfers, you, you end up with, with really good, high-quality high players. Uh, I would say if you're competing at the top of Division Two and the top ten, which pretty much we did every year at Kentucky Wesleyan and Bakersfield, you're a 
low to mid-major program. Um, you you can beat a lot of Division One programs, and so it's uh we we had Division One talent up and down our roster. Kentucky Westland, we had that at Cal State Bakersfield, and and uh, but there are rules, different rules as far as scholarships, different rules as far as academic requirements, and uh, but there's a lot of good players at Division Two, that's for sure. And uh, Coach, I'm recruiting here in South Dakota, Coach. Are you going to more so target high school guys, transfers, JUCOs, and maybe potentially mix in an international guy to maintain that class balance? A lot of that a lot of schools want to have, a coach want to have in their program, can't get the program turned over on its own without having to be very old one year or very young this year, kind of have that good balance of old and young all, all the time. Well, you always want to have a balance if you can, but, um, you know, we'll recruit wherever we can find players. Now, we do want to uh, we do want to recruit this recruit this region very well. The South Dakota, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, that area. Um, we want to recruit this area really well. You got to know your backyard. That's the first thing. And number one, to recruit players that you can get. Number two, with the way college basketball is, there's over almost a thousand transfers this year. Twenty percent of rosters are transferring. So. If if a young man goes to a Minnesota, Nebraska, Iowa, Iowa State, and you've recruited them down the road, you never know if they will end up transferring. So you want to have relationships with them in the future, or they remember you recruiting them if they end up uh, leaving the program. So we're going to recruit this area really hard. And then we are going to recruit the international market. And the reason why that is because I've, I've, I've done that in the past. We've been successful at Grand Canyon doing that. When I was at UC Irvine, we had some uh, foreign players that very successful, getting very good players. And when you recruit outside the United States, players want to be developed, and we're going to be really good at developing players. Players want coaches and want to come to winning programs. They want to come to programs that have great facilities so they can be in the gym a lot, get stronger, get bigger. Uh, we have all that here. And so we're going to recruit internationally. And then the transfer market is always something that you have to look at nowadays in college basketball. I mean, the best programs in the country, Duke, uh, just name down the line. They're taking fifth-year transfers. They're taking transfers. And so and one of my former coaches, Eric Musselman, who I'm real good friends with, we're still best friends, you can see what he's doing at Nevada with transfers. Mm-hmm. So you've got to uh, look at that market because it's such a big market now in college basketball. So – we're going to find players wherever that we can locate them but, and recruit them, but we're going to own or try to do the best we can in the backyard near here. But we are going to look overseas. We are going to look at transfers also. Yeah, Coach, I've seen those Muslims team in Nashville at the Tennessee NCAA tournament. Uh, that site, them, those two come back and say, hell, was amazing. I'm like, wow. They, those yeah, guys he, he does a great job. And they're going to be better this year than they were last year. They've got, and really because of the transfers, and he does an unbelievable job of, of getting to know those guys and, and uh, identifying them. And when we were in the CBA together, he, he did the same thing because obviously the CBA is a, a transient league. Players are coming and going, and he seemed to know where everybody was in the world playing basketball. And, uh, Coach, uh, when you guys uh... – get on the court this summer are you going to be more trying to 
implement a scheme. It's more so evaluate the guys you have to kind of see what you have on your roster so you kind of know what you need to do in the fall and in recruiting for 2019 as well. Well, we're going to do a little bit of both. I'm still in the evaluation period, and they're still uh, – learning you know the tough we have a we have a really good group of players coming back uh we've got a, a number of players that were here that won were part of that 26 win team and 22 win team that won the league two years ago in the regular season so we've got a number of players back and uh but they have to learn a new system so they're they're learning the the system that we're implementing or i'm imp- implementing we have and all my staff is learning a new system. So the only one who knows it is me, but we're le- we're learning together. So I'm trying to figure out what guys can and cannot do, how how quickly they can learn things, how quickly they can pick things up. I I'm trying to put in not a lot early. I'm trying to evaluate them also as players and trying to see what they can and cannot do because that's very important. And so I don't want to put in too much scheme right now. Um, we're doing a lot of uh, player development. We're, we're putting in some basic schemes. And then I just like to see how guys can learn, uh, how quickly they can pick things up. And, uh, and then we can evaluate. That's why I'm trying to evaluate them as players also. Now, Coach, not from scheduling-wise, Summit League is a, is a pretty well-known league. Uh, are you going to be able to go out and play two-for-ones, not play so many guarantee games, and maybe play in a Zim tournament to kind of get your guys ready for Summit League play? Because it's very important to get you guys kind of prepped uh, for, for that run there in, in January and February and hopefully in the March for you guys. It is. We've got a great tournament in the Bahamas that we're playing some good teams. Uh, we've got, we're going to be down there for six days and part of an MTE um and so we've got uh we've got a four uh four team group in that and one of them's high point tubby smith brings back pretty much everybody uh air force is going to be there out of the mountain west uh we've got a uh, really tough schedule early uh we go to baylor on november 27th and then we go to colorado state and kansas on december 16th and the 18th so i think kansas number one in the country um we will get challenged early and often in our in our non-conference schedule um that is the difference you just mentioned the 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 mid-majors or the the uh, uh, high majors that can just buy games and just bring a bunch of teams in and, and play home games um we uh we can bring teams in and play here and and do some of that but we also go on the road and play some of the high majors to get our kids experience and uh, have a great atmosphere where we go to Kansas, go to Baylor, uh, some some big time places where our guys. We've got some kids from Texas on our roster too, so they'll be going back home. And uh, we try to do a, a mix of everything. Obviously, we want to play really good teams at home, but as you know, that it's a challenge to to get good teams to come play you on the road, especially when you've been winning 26, 22 games. You got you know players back. Teams are not real excited to come up to South Dakota and play. Yeah, Coach, I hear it all the time I'm down visiting Ron Hunter in his office. He always talks about scheduling. So between recruiting and scheduling, it gives me a headache. It keeps me up at night sometimes. And I said, Coach Hunter, nobody, no, nobody wants to play your zone. It's like, it's like a two-day prep to play your zone. Nobody cheated your zone on one day. Exactly. And if you, got, if, you have, yeah, if you have good players and you got to play some 
type of system, you don't want to play it. I mean, it's, it, it can be, and coaches are honest about it. I mean, you, you know, we're all in the same business. They, they literally, when I was at Grand Canyon, coach Marley would always joke. He would go sit down next to a coach in the summer. And the first thing they they wouldn't even ask him how he is. He's like, no, we're not playing. So the first thing to come out of their mouth is we're not playing you guys. And then they would ask how you're doing. So in, when you're in, in the situation where you're a good mid-major program and teams know that, it is really hard to get quality games. It's really hard especially to get quality home games because uh, people just don't want to play you. They just don't want to go on the road. And uh, you, that's why you see more and more of these MTEs, neutral sites, and uh, these high majors. They very rarely go on the road. They're going to play maybe one road game a year in the pre-conference, and some of them don't play any. You got got there, white right, coach? Because I say I said, I've been many a coach office running out on schedule games. And I just shake my head like, man, look, I, I don't know how you guys do it, but it's just it's just it's, it's crazy how you know you call a guy up, they want to they want to they don't want to play here, or they'll throw out a number so you so you don't want to you don't want to buy them either. So it's like it's like that's like I've been in the office right. seeing it. It's like so I said, man, that's a headache I'm glad I don't have. <laughs> I just get to go cover the game. It is something that the fan, yeah, it's something that the fans of college basketball, you know, don't really know or, or you know, understand or really delve into. And they just they see the games and they see teams playing, but if they knew the backstory of how games get scheduled, they'd be like, "That's crazy! I didn't even think about that." But that's it is it is a very hard hard thing to do, and and it's also a a very time-consuming part of our profession. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, I want to close you out this, Coach. Uh, what's your day blood typically, Coach, since you've been the head, back to head coach? I'm pretty sure a lot of people want to come visit, visit you, boosters, meets around campus, community events. So how um, how much how much, how busy are your days these days? Are you working off 10-hour days, or you kind of got it more calm down now? You know, you have a kind of routine, and so you can get home at least an hour these days. Well, and when we – first got here you know there were so many uh, media uh, interviews uh, whether it was radio or tv or or newspaper and, and that's calmed down a little bit uh, so that hasn't has calmed down some but still going out to different groups uh, around town in the area and speaking whether it's uh we got uh and this time of year in south dakota you're playing in golf tournaments you know you're going out and, and raising money and we just had a big one uh, a week ago to raise money for our athletic department. Uh, we're going out to Rapid City in a couple weeks to speak to a alumni booster group and uh, and playing some golf. So we do that a lot. I just spoke to a local Lions Club. You know, I've been up to Sioux Falls to speak to our uh, booster group. So I've been doing a lot of that. In the meantime, having workouts with our guys because our guys are on campus right now. We're trying to finish up recruiting. We've got four games left to schedule. We've got three players left to sign. So, yeah, it's a it's a whirlwind. Uh, but this time of the, the year, June, is usually a little bit of a downtime. But when you take over a program, uh, this is not a time. It's not going to calm down and probably till next 
next spring sometime. Uh, yeah, Coach, I'm definitely going to be looking out for you guys. I know I had a relationship with Coach Smith as well when he was there, but I definitely want to keep it going with you as well, having you on the show, because I, I love your program, what you guys stand for up there. I love the Summit League, basketball is a league. So I definitely keep in contact with your coach, and I'm glad you came on the show for doing it again with you in the, in the fall, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. If you uh, want to talk again in the fall, look forward to it. your photos, videos, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis.